0: been looking at the newspapers today and um apparently it says that christmas has been cancelled this year which is uh, unfortunate of course um and as we get close to the time of year when i suppose more people than normal would begin to and, and perhaps think about the birth of the lord jesus it is perhaps a good time to consider the subject uh, before us tonight and the message of the angel Gabriel that we've just read. All, all of the evidence around us uh, suggests that nowadays God does n- no longer reveal himself to man via the work of angels. It, it seems that the period when the open revelation uh, of God to man has closed, at least for the time being. And uh, it's also true to say we don't see. So many angels at the moment in things like school plays, nativity plays because of the the COVID restrictions that we're all suffering from. But in Bible times, angels did play a very important part in bringing messages from God to man. And perhaps the most important message of all was the one that was brought by the angel Gabriel that we've just read about in that reading from luke so that's our subject tonight but before we specifically consider the message i want to actually just say a word or two about angels in general and and that's where we're going to start if we relied on uh books on school plays or works of art or films to tell us about angels I think you'd all agree we would be seriously misled Um, for example in in all of the pictures that you can see on the screen at the moment an angel or angels are depicted there having wings but in fact nowhere in the Bible does it state that angels do in fact have wings It, it does talk about them flying at some point but it never describes that they have wings so popular culture for example would seriously mislead us if that's all we had to rely on and of course as bible believers we would say we do in fact need to turn to the bible so in both the old and the new testament the original words that are used for angel are also translated in other places as messenger and you can see the, the numbers there on the slide and a messenger is basically what an angel is, a messenger sent from God to man. And, and that's what we've just read about in, in Luke, the message that Gabriel brought um, to both Zacharias and Mary in those verses. And we, we will come to that message shortly. But it's also important not to um, get into our heads the wrong ideas about angels and it it is possible to do that um some people will have us believe that angels in the past rebelled against god at some time and and some of them were thrown out of heaven and they became spirits roaming the earth and and causing death and destruction that that is an idea that is held by some and they will tell us that that's where the devil or demons have come from they are fallen angels they will say but this is what the bible says in the book of psalms psalm 103 the lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all bless the lord ye his angels that excel in strength And do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word bless ye the Lord or ye his hosts ye ministers of his that do his pleasure so this psalm tells us that angels are in fact strong in fact we we learn that they're immortal in other places they they listen to God's word and they do his bidding they give him pleasure and so the idea of a rebellious angel certainly cannot be found in in that dis- description there in the psalm we do know that angels are immortal and it's the lord jesus christ that makes that very clear to us in in his teaching it's in luke chapter 20 where he says uh, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage so jesus is actually talking about the kingdom age the the future time when believers will be made immortal and in verse 36 he almost by um, you know as a side issue says neither can they die anymore so that, that he's talking about believers there for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of god so clear information there that angels are immortal and uh and that becomes clear to us when we consider the message of gabriel and and we'll we'll do that in a minute or two so Gabriel is probably the most famous angel uh, that we have in the Bible. He's one of only two who are named. The other one is Michael, the archangel. And there are certainly many more angels described than just those two. Um, here's just three passages which, which tell us that Matthew chapter 26 Thinkest thou I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? Said Jesus. Well, a, a legion in Jesus' time was possibly around about 6,000 men. So 12 legions would be something like 72,000. Sorry. So that's a lot of angels, isn't it? And in Revelation, we read that there are 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Again, an incredibly large number of angels. And, and Hebrews talks about an innumerable company of angels. But clearly, Gabriel is one of the most important. And he told Zacharias that, and we read it, that he stood in the presence of God. And he was sent to speak to him. So what was the message then of the angel Gabriel? And why are we talking about it today? Why is it still important for us Some 2000 years later that we want to give a talk about that message well of course this is the time of year that people think about the birth of the lord jesus it's the time of year when many christians will celebrate the fact that god provided his son as a savior and those words that were spoken by gabriel to mary which we read about in luke chapter one are are often heard if we tune into a a carol service or something like that those those words will be read but it's much less common to hear read the message of the angel gabriel that he gave to the the prophet daniel and actually that's where i want to start uh, with our consideration today so there are just two places in the bible where gabriel is actually named and it's in the book of daniel and in the gospel recorded by luke and on both occasions gabriel brought a vital message with him about salvation about how men and women can be saved and the verses on the screen there are a bit obscure to read in the king james version but we're going to have a go and we're going to read the message that gabriel gave first of all to daniel and the the words are going to come up for us now as on the screen it says there in verse 21 yea whilst i was speaking in prayer even the man gabriel whom i'd seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly touched me about the time of the evening ablation and informed me and talked with me and said oh daniel i'm now come forth to give thee skill and understanding The beginning of thy supplications the commandment came forth and i'm come to show thee for thou art greatly beloved therefore understand the matter and consider the vision and then he said 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy so there are a number of things there that the angel gabriel said to daniel would happen at the end of 70 weeks and then in verse 25 he says know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build jerusalem unto the messiah the prince shall be seven weeks and 3 score and 2 weeks and the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times so what the angel is doing is he's splitting that 70 week time period up now and he's saying well there's a, a 7 week period followed by 3 score and 2 weeks which well 3 score is is 60 because the score is 20 so 62 plus 7 69 he's He's sort of splitting up that period. And verse 26 says, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. So this is in the 70th week now, but not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood and unto the end of the war, desolations are determined and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease so it's quite a detailed and comprehensive message what exactly does it mean well daniel was a captive at the time he had been taken out of his own land from the place where he he worshipped and grew up in israel and probably in jerusalem and and the message really boils down to this what's on the screen first of all a time period was being given it's going to start with a commandment gabriel said which is going to go out and this commandment is going to say that jerusalem should be rebuilt and That city which had been destroyed something like 70 years earlier by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was going to be rebuilt. And and that would be the start of this 70-week period. And it would end with the coming of the Messiah, the Prince. And when he came, he would achieve this list of things that we read. He would finish the transgression, make an end of sins, make reconciliation, bring in everlasting righteousness, confirm the covenant and cause the sacrifice to cease. And this really is a summary of the work of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, because through his sacrifice, he would enable sins to be forgiven. And the breach between God and man would be, repaired there would be reconciliation and the opportunity of of everlasting life in the kingdom of god would be made available and everlasting righteousness would be brought in and all of this would happen because the messiah the lord jesus would offer his life as a sacrifice on the cross and by doing that he would confirm the covenant all those promises that had been made by god to faithful men like abraham and david for example and you can see that this really is what the gospel is all about this is the purpose of the life of the lord jesus and gabriel was sent with this message to daniel daniel being one of the holy men of god who spoke the words of god that we read about in the old testament so what's this time period of 70 weeks all about then And when did the commandment to to go and and to rebuild Jerusalem, when did that go forth? And and what's then the, the time of the beginning of this period? Well, there are a few different decrees that were made around this time by Persian kings. King Cyrus, for example, also commanded that the Jews could return to Jerusalem. But this particular one on the screen here is recorded in the book of Ezra and Artaxerxes was also a king of Syria and this is probably the decree that fits best with the time period of the prophecy and this is what we read in Ezra now this is the copy of the letter that the king he Ahaz- uh, sorry Artaxerxes gave unto Ezra the priest the scribe even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel Artaxerxes king of kings and to Ezra the priest a scribe of the law of the God of heaven perfect peace and at such a time so that that's the introduction to the letter uh, and this is what the letter said I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and Levites In my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem, go with thee. So through this letter, the king of Persia gave permission, effectively, and and there is more of it in this chapter, to Ezra the scribe. He gave permission to return to Jerusalem and and to buy whatever he needed to reestablish worship and to restore the temple. And it was a very significant letter made by the most powerful man of the time it would have been something like in our day the belford declaration of 1917 when the british government said that they supported a return of the jewish people to the land of israel and eventually that uh, in history happened so it was an important letter written to support the restoration of worship again in jerusalem and how then do we interpret the 70 weeks of this message from gabriel to daniel well hopefully you can see how this slide explains that there were seven weeks at the beginning and we do know that there are seven days in a week so we're going to uh, translate it into days so the first seven weeks Translated to 49 days and and then you remember there were three score and two weeks and if we times 62 by 7, that gives us 434 days. And then there was a final week, you remember the 70th week in the midst of that week, um, there was a cutting off. So when we add all those together, the 49, the 434 and the seven, we've got 490 days in total and and that's the 70 weeks if we divide that by seven it's 70 weeks so a bit of maths there what are we going to do with that 490 days well one of the prophets who was contemporary with daniel was ezekiel and he also prophesied for god and at at one point he was asked to lie on his side for 40 days and he was told ezekiel chapter 4 verse 6 says lie again on thy right side and thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of judah 40 days i've appointed thee each day for a year so for the 40 days that ezekiel lay on his side in this prophecy each day represented a year and we do know from prophecy that a day very often represents a year so the 490 days can be translated or 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 transferred into 490 days years and if you use the decree of artaxerxes as the starting point then you can see how amazingly well the time period that gabriel gave to daniel actually worked itself out in history because that letter was sent in bc 457 and if you add 490 years to the start Of that decree, you will actually come at the top there to AD 34. And we know that's right at the end of the life of the Lord Jesus. And if you actually take off the second half of the last week, because it talked about there being uh, him being cut off in the midst of the week. So if you take off half a week, that's three and a half years, then actually it becomes even more accurate don't forget it in daniel it said in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease so in the middle of the last week the messiah would cause the old testament sacrifices to become obsolete because they would be replaced by his sacrifice his own crucifixion on the cross would do that so what you've got then is bringing us to the year ad 30 or 31 which you can see on the slide is probably the year that jesus was in fact crucified and that's because historians reckon that in actual fact jesus was probably born somewhere between bc 4 and and bc 7. so gabriel's message to daniel was an amazing prophecy about the coming of the lord jesus the messiah and as we can see it was fulfilled to the very year and daniel of course lived between 500 and 600 years before jesus was born so this message was given to daniel 500 years before it actually came about which is amazing to consider when it is so accurate now we know that wise men came from the east to visit jesus after he was born and they would have known from places like the prophet Micah in the Old Testament that the king was going to be born in Jeru- in Bethlehem. And it, it seems reasonable that they would also have been able to read the prophecy of Daniel and, and work out that time period for themselves. They could have worked out that Messiah was going to be born about now. And as we also know from this passage in Matthew, they were guided by a star. So. We read now, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. And behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now, as a bit of an aside, I wonder if anybody has seen the news this week, uh, an article that I found in the Guardian talking about something called the conjunction of Jupiter and saturn in fact today and tomorrow and just before we came on tonight brother jonathan said he popped outside and he's actually had a look at this he's actually seen it um there's going to be this conjunction between jupiter and saturn and uh, it says there this celestial event will play out on monday so you've got tomorrow night as well to have a look at it when the solar system's two largest planets appear side by side in what's called a great conjunction above the horizon and the next paragraph says in the distant past such alignments of planets were seen as portents of things to come from great fires and floods to the birth of christ and the ultimate collapse of civilization and if you just go to the bottom of the page there the article goes on to say the the planets will get so close together that they may look like one very bright star and it will be 2080 before the planets align so closely again. So it's interesting that uh, this particular time of year, there is this conjunction going on. And um, I had a little bit of a look at various uh, websites. And there's a little video that I want to play to you now, which will um, explain the relevance to what we've just been talking about, the the star guiding the wise men from the
1: East. Hi, I'm Professor Matthew Bate from the Astrophysics Group at the University of Exeter in the United Kingdom. In my first video, I told you about how you may be able to see the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in late December 2020. In this video, I'm going to tell you a bit more about the timings and patterns of great conjunction. Finally, some people have suggested that the star that led the Magi, or wise men, to find the child Jesus Christ may have been the great conjunction of 7 BC. This conjunction was a triple great conjunction with three close passes within seven months. This would have given the Magi time to travel from their home country to Jerusalem and then on to Bethlehem. There are many other suggestions for what the star may have been, but since the 2020 Great Conjunction happens to occur just before Christmas, it's something you might like to ponder as you observe Jupiter and Saturn this year.
0: So we don't know for absolutely sure whether or not this was, in fact, but, what the wise men saw. But if you uh, go out tomorrow night, sometime between four and six o'clock in the evening, you may see something like what's on the image there which is a, a picture of the conjunction between the two uh, planets. They will basically line up in the sky, which will mean that there will be a particularly bright-looking star, planets, of course. And that could have been something like what was guiding those wise men from the east towards uh, Bethlehem. And, and as that video said, there, there was, in fact, a very similar lining up in uh, BC, BC seven the the last time this happened is actually uh, apparently in 1643 so it doesn't happen very often at all it's uh around about 500 years before it, um, the last time it happened so um it's just w- something to consider and to to think about okay so effectively what we've just looked at is the message of the angel gabriel part one And what i want to do now is to move on to look at part two of his message which in actual fact was 500 years later clearly gabriel was not didn't live the life of a man he was immortal as we've seen and it's in chapter one and we we read it together and and first of all he appeared to zacharias the father of john the baptist and and then to mary the mother-to-be of of the lord jesus and these are the words which we read luke chapter one and we're just really going to consider the part that jesus said to mary this evening rather than his message to the father of john In verse 26 we read that in the sixth month the angel gabriel was sent From God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. This is what the angel said Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel. How shall this be seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her. The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore that holy thing which shall be born of thee. Shall be called the son of God. So is really a, a summary of of the main points of that message you're going to have a son said gabriel to mary and you must call him jesus and we know that name means savior he will be the son of god he's going to be the son of the the highest gabriel said and he will be given the throne of his father king david he'll reign over the house of jacob and and jacob's other name was israel his kingdom will be everlasting and he will be born of the power of the holy spirit that's a summary of the main points of that message and and anyone with a knowledge of the, of the old testament like mary would have had she would have seen immediately the significance of this message from gabriel this is what gabriel had spoken about to daniel and it's also a fulfillment of promises that god had made to king david even earlier than the days of daniel so jesus is the promised seed to david and in second of samuel chapter 7 king david has had a visit from nathan the prophet And this is what Nathan said to David, speaking on behalf of God. When thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I'll establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men, and with the stripes of the children of men but my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul whom I put away before thee and thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee and that's important Thy throne shall be established forever and according to all these words and according to all this vision did Nathan speak unto david and we know from the new testament that mary was herself in the direct line of king david that's set out for us in the genealogy that's in the gospel of luke and the house that jesus built through the work of his life was a house of believers and and this promise to david that there would be a seed of course looking forward to the work of the Lord Jesus himself and the house he would establish would be with believers who had faith in him we read here also that God was going to be his father and he shall be my son and and we do know from the message of Gabriel that it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was going to be conceived in the womb of Mary Mary was a virgin but most important of all jesus was going to establish a kingdom which was going to last forever and here david is told that it would all happen before him he himself would see it so wrapped up in this promise really is the entire gospel message that the lord jesus christ would achieve in his life and including the hope of resurrection where david had that hope that he would see it even though he was going to sleep with his fathers and and be dead he would be raised and and that's the hope of all believers who die having their faith established in the work of the lord jesus christ but gabriel of course wasn't the only angel to deliver such a message about the gospel and the work of jesus in fact throughout the life of jesus various angels appeared time and again to reinforce the message given by uh, by gabriel it it could well have been gabriel although the angels in these other occasions aren't in fact named but what i'd like to do to finish tonight is to look at some of those messages and to see How the gospel was revealed really through what those messages were and i'd like us to start with the angels that appeared to the shepherds when jesus was actually born something like nine months later we find it in luke chapter 2 verse 10 and um, i'll read it to you you can look it up if you want to starting at verse 10 it says and the angels said unto them this is the shepherds fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest on earth peace good will toward men so the message to the shepherds was this is this is great news this is good tidings. this is the gospel we need to be happy and rejoice because a saviour has been born the lord jesus christ and there's going to be peace on earth and good will from god toward men the grace that comes to god and the opportunity of forgiveness of sins through his favor towards us that's what the angels were were telling those shepherds about this is the gospel and in luke chapter 15 in a a chapter that has various parables that jesus taught about repentance he also says this likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. When people listen to the message of the gospel and and hear what Gabriel said and believe in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, if they turn their life around, if they repent and if they are baptised and want to follow Jesus, then jesus says that the angels of god rejoice in heaven because a sinner has repented when jesus himself was facing the agony of the cross and he was there in the garden of gethsemane preparing for the the terrible thing that was about to happen to him to go to the cross and to give his life an angel we read came to strengthen him and to help him through it we read it in luke 22 father says jesus in his prayer if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done so that was jesus prayer he was prepared to do whatever god wanted him to do And what did god do in response to that prayer verse 43 says and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven strengthening him so god gave that message to an angel to be with his son the lord jesus christ in that moment of agony as he prepared to give his life and it says in verse 44 being in an agony jesus prayed more earnestly And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling to the ground. And so we know that Jesus went to the cross and he gave his life. For those that put their faith and belief in him, that they might have the opportunity of life. But the message of the angels was much happier just three days later when they met the disciples in luke chapter 24 and and this is what we read as the disciples came to the tomb where jesus has had been laid it says in verse 4 of luke 24 came to pass as they were much perplexed about this behold two men stood by them in shining garments these two men were clearly angels and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth they said unto them why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He's risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day, rise again. What a message that was from the angels. And it says the disciples remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things, unto the eleven and to all the rest so angels also delivered the fantastic news of the resurrection of the lord jesus christ and there was another message for the disciples 40 days later after jesus had been with them and explained the meaning of his life and the hope that they could have in the kingdom to come He went up into heaven to depart from them. And that's where he is now. But angels appeared and we read about it in Acts chapter 1. It says, when Jesus had spoken these things, while they behold, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, clearly angels who said ye men of Galilee why stand ye gazing up into heaven this same Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven again what a wonderful message to receive from angels you've just seen him go into heaven but don't worry he's going to come back remember that kingdom that he spoke about that kingdom that was promised by gabriel that was promised to david his work isn't complete yet and when he comes back he will indeed come back as a king to establish the kingdom that was the message that those angels gave to the disciples as they saw jesus go and finally i want us just to have a look at a message that is really for all of us and it's in matthew chapter 25 and again we see the involvement of angels when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him then shall he sit upon his throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on it, on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So it's clear that angels will accompany the Lord Jesus on his return to the earth when that happens. And and that's the event that all Bible believers they're hoping for, most of all. And and we as Christadelphians believe that it, it cannot be far off. We see the signs all around us, which give us confidence that although we can't see angels right now, his angels, God's angels are at work in the earth. They are doing his pleasure, they're working out his purpose according to the prophecies that have been written down and we can see evidence of that and and that gives us hope that Jesus is soon to return and the hope that we have is that if we do believe then we will be invited as Jesus says here to come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world so the opportunity to look into these things and to listen to the message of the angel gabriel is now and so i encourage you not to let it slip away before it's too late thank you